Church exists to shine as light in our homes, in our community, and in our world. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. We have a great God, don't we? And the most amazing thing that he ever did was to love us like he does. And what a great privilege we have as a church family to gather around the Lord's table, which traditionally for a number of years now has been our practice to do that on a fifth Sunday of a month. And August 28th, or rather 29th, qualifies as a fifth Sunday. And so that's what we're going to do today. In a few moments, we'll be gathering around the Lord's table, partaking of communion together. And we're really, really excited about the opportunity that we have to honor the Lord Jesus, to remember his amazing love for us, to worship, to confess, to spend some time with him in the next few moments together. Now, before we do that, and somewhat as a precursor to get us oriented to communion today, I want to talk about the ultimate stain remover, the ultimate stain remover. I don't know, it's got to be an unwritten law of life somewhere, but if you have a shirt that you really like, or ladies, if you have a top that you really like, it just seems that it's going to end up with a stain on it, and having had four children and having I don't know how many thousands of people in and out of our home. The same thing holds true for your carpet right in the middle of the worst place, you know, a stain could show up. And my wife Janet and I have been on a quest for a number of years looking for a reliable, ultimate stain remover. If you come to our house, you know, right where we have the laundry room, there's that cupboard up above the washer and the dryer. If you open that up, you'll find it's, it's just chock full of everything I could ever find. And if you have an idea of a stain remover that I haven't maybe heard about, tell me about it, because I'm always on the lookout for the ultimate stain remover. In fact, one of the things that you'll find in our cupboard is uh, Mostenbacher's Liftoff. I don't know if you've seen Mostenbacher's Liftoff, but it actually comes in five types depending upon the stain that you're fighting. Uh, Mostenbacher's 1 deals with food and beverage stains. Mostenbacher's 2, which is what this is, deals with grease and oily stains. And then Mostenbacher's 3 deals with pen and ink stains. And then you got a 4 and then you got a 5. And so the whole idea is I'm trying all of these things. But I want you to know that over the years, one thing I have noticed, that the most formidable stain you can ever fight is a red stain. Oh man, red stains are tough. It's true whether or not you're talking about a red stain in, a, in your clothing or a red stain on the carpet, and we've had them. And I think there's, a two, there's two reasons why it's the most formidable stain, a red stain. The first reason why is it's more obvious than other stains. You cannot hide a red stain. A red stain on your carpet is very obvious. Red stain on your clothes, extremely obvious. Second reason why I think red is the most formidable stain is that red tends to be permanent when it stains. Very, very difficult to get red stains out. And I find it fascinating that when God speaks about the stain of sin in our life, he describes it as a red stain. In Isaiah chapter 1 and 
verse 18. These words are written. It says, Come now and let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. Now, I want you to notice that verse for just a moment. Notice what it says in those phrases. Your sins are like scarlet. They're red as red can be. They are red like crimson. That is true in your life, and it's true in my life. That's the kind of stain that sin has brought into our life. Now, those of you who are experienced with removing stains will know that the very first step in removing a stain is to identify what caused the stain. I mean, how do you know whether you use Mostenbacher's one, two, or three? Until you've identified the stain and you know what caused the stain. And when you identify the stain, then you can locate the most effective stain remover. And of course, what caused our red stain in our life is sin. And like any red stain, sin is very obvious. In fact, Paul says in Galatians 5 that the deeds of the flesh, the sinful things that we do, are evident. You can't hide them. They stand out like a red stain. Sin is very obvious. Sin includes things like being involved in sex outside of marriage. It it involves sensuality and wild living. Those things are all red stains. Sin includes attitudes of bitterness and jealousy and resentment. That's sin. Sin includes things like quarrels and strife and bickering. The Bible's very clear. That's sin. Sin is obvious. It's gossip and backstabbing. It's foul and filthy and abusive speech. Sin is cheating and being deceitful and lying and laziness. Sin is stealing. Sin is greed. Sin is selling out your principles in order to gain some things financially. Sin includes outbursts of anger and rage. Being disobedient to parents is sin. Being untrustworthy is sin. Selfish ambition and pride and arrogance, all of those things are sin. Living life my way, saying, I'm going to do this my way. I'm not paying attention to God's way. I want to live independent of him. That is sin. And that red stain is a very obvious one. We can all identify it. Second thing about the red stain of sin in our life is, as far as we are concerned, it's a permanent stain. Jeremiah 2.22, God says this, although you wash yourself with lye, which was probably the key stain remover that they had in the day, although you wash yourself with lye and you use much soap, the stain of your iniquity is still before me, declares the Lord God. We can't remove the stain. For us, it is a permanent stain. And that's actually a little bit of bad news. You think that you can take the red stain of sin in your life and remove it yourself, no matter what you may choose to do? 
The bad news I have for you is you can't do it. But there is good news, and the good news is that God can. God can. Multiple centuries ago, King David understood that when he approached God in Psalm 51 and verse 7, and he says to God, wash me. I know I have these red stains. I can't get rid of them. Wash me, God. And he said, I will be whiter than snow. Permanent to me, permanent to you, but not to God. Remember when we read from Isaiah 1.18, it says, Though your sins are like scarlet, they are red like crimson. Then there's a beautiful phrase, they will be white as snow. They will be white as snow. Now, how does that happen? What is the stain removal secret? What is the secret to this? Well, if you have your Bibles open, I want you to turn in the very last book of the Bible, the book of the Revelation, and chapter number 7. If you don't have a Bible, there should be one under a chair in front of you, and you can turn in that Bible in the back portion to page 193, and you'll be at Revelation chapter 7. But in Revelation chapter 7, there's one of the most beautiful pictures of the stain removal secret that I've ever seen. And I tell you, when I read through this, it it always affects me emotionally because it's such an incredible picture. You see what's happening in Revelation 7. This is talking about a future event, which we call the tribulation period on the earth, a time of great judgment. And what we have is a whole group of people, we learn in verse 13, who are clothed in white robes. And John asks, where did these people come from? And the answer is in verse 14, where he says, these are the ones who come out of this great tribulation period. But what I really want you to notice is what it says on the last part of the verse. What an incredible picture this is. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. The robes stand for their life, their life being stained stained with sin, red-like stains, stains that were permanent to them, but they washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That, men and women, is the stain removal secret. You see, because of the stains in my life and the stains in your life, that is the very reason why Jesus Christ came to this world to die on a cross. A penalty needed to be paid, and he paid it. And the ultimate stain remover of sin is the person of Jesus Christ. And he did that for you. He did that for you. I want to do something a little different. I want you to just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to just listen to the words that I'm going to read. And I want you to think about what the ultimate stain remover, Jesus Christ, did for you because he loved you so. These are some lyrics of a Dennis Jernigan song. I want you to just think about this. Let this resonate in your mind and in your heart. 
It was my sin that nailed him there. It was my cross he had to bear. It was his blood that washed me clean. No greater love has this world seen. He died for me. He washed me clean. I want you to just listen to those words again. It was my sin that nailed him there. It was my cross he had to bear. It was he, his blood that washed me clean. No greater love has this world seen. He died for me. He washed me clean. We have the opportunity as individuals to take our robes, wash them in the blood of the Lamb, and have them turn white. And many of us here today who have assembled on this August 29th have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we have embraced the cross of Christ and we put our trust in what he did and we found our red stains to have come clean. And if that's a description of you today, I, I know that today when we gather around the Lord's table, it is a time of worship. It is a time of celebration. It's a time of remembering that's so precious to you for what Christ has done. But I also know, simply because it's, it's normal of a crowd of this size, we perhaps have some people in our midst who have yet to be washed by the blood of the Lamb. And maybe you're here today and you've never really trusted in what Christ has done and you've never said, I need these red stains removed. How can I deal with it? And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. Some of you have showed up maybe at this church and you're not even sure why you're here. Why did I come to this place? Maybe someone invited you. I think part of the reason why you're here is that Jesus Christ wants to clean you up. And if you've never trusted in him, I want to invite you to make that life choice even now. We're not going to ask you to get out of your seat or go anywhere, but I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Nothing special about the prayer other than it can be an expression of your heart to the heart of God that you want to have your stains removed by the blood of the Lamb. And if we can all bow together, I want to I lead us in this prayer. And if you would like to pray this prayer as an expression of your heart to have yourself cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, I would just simply encourage you to repeat them back to God. I'll just do it phrase by phrase. Dear God, thank you for making me and loving me. Thank you for making me and loving me even when I've ignored you and lived life my way. I know I'm a sinner. Nothing I can do will earn forgiveness or get me to heaven. I believe Jesus Christ died for me and rose from the grave. Right now, I want to put my trust in him alone as my only way to heaven. 
Thank you for loving me and forgiving me. And thank you for giving me the gift of eternal life. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, nothing magical about that prayer, but oh, it's more than magic to believe in, to trust in, and to rest in what Jesus Christ did to remove your sin. One of the reasons why we take a fifth Sunday to have the Lord's table is we really want to spend some time doing it. We don't want to just tack it on somewhere. It's so vital, it's so important. And so as we gather around the Lord's table, this is a very special time to remember what Jesus Christ has done. And I just want you to think about the mystery of all of this. I mean, look long and hard in the mirror Why would God love you so? I hope I never get over that thought. 